The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Former NFL football player Miles McPherson wants to bring people together and help them rise above the issues that divide us. And so in every race conversation, it's about us first them. And when you watch the news, you're forced to pick a side. And so once you pick a side, now you are against the other side. And you can never agree with them because you just sided against them. So those are your two options. The third option is that we honor what we have in common with each other because we have more in common with each other than we have difference. This is James. Yeah, we got a football player that's not a Dallas Cowboy. And there was a day when, when <laughs> Betty would have been upset about this. But we, I mean, she's lost a little bit of her zeal for the Cowboys over the last year. She, excuse me, Jerry, and, and, and all the family there, but you kind of can put people's fire out a little bit, you know, build the fire up a little bit. Miles McPherson, great football player, college, NFL, but he's a great preacher. I, I think he's a great leader. I believe he has a touch of God on his life for this moment. This is a powerful book. Just the title should arouse your interest. The third option, hope for a racially divided nation. In many instances, we could rightly say too often a racially divided world. I want to know what this third option is. And I believe that uh, Miles McPherson is gifted period, in many areas. I believe he's anointed and chosen by God to help us understand not only the third option, but begin to practice it. And I think he's going to make it clear that the only way it's going to happen is in the power of the Holy Spirit enabling us. We need that one of a, the same kind that's in us, Jesus. Would you welcome Miles McPherson to life today? Miles McPherson. Good to see you, buddy. I want you just to, to take off. I mean, it's just like we, we've kicked off. I want, I want to get on with the game. I want you to tell us, what do you mean by third option? Like, is the first two options proved to fail? So now you're giving us one that <laughs> exactly, might, might work? Exactly. I'll give you a third option, then I'm going to go back and give you some history. The third option is honor. Hold that thought. So I grew up... Honor. Honor. I grew up in a diverse family. My grandmother was white. I know the grandmother that was half Chinese and black. Both my grandfathers were black, so that's why I have this nice caramel color that you like. <laughs> I grew up in a black neighborhood, went to school in a white neighborhood, got harassed in the white neighborhood because I wasn't, wasn't white, got harassed in the black neighborhood because I wasn't black enough. So I got harassed wherever I went. I started playing football, and our teams were always black and white. We got along great. Have a church of, you know, 20,000 people, and it's like Skittles. It's the United Nations. We all get along great but yet the world is divided. So I, I've had this uh, experiences of racism from a bunch of different people, but also have seen the great side of all those same people that they're made the image of God and they really just don't know. Uh, the third option is this, in every race conversation, it is all, always about us versus them. You have to pick a side, whether it be the police in the black community or the NFL stand, don't stand, or black versus white, or whatever it is all around the world, we have conflict. 
And by the way, that nation in the title can be any nation because the principles transcend all countries and all people. It's not an American thing. And so in every race conversation, it's about us first them. And when you watch the news, you're forced to pick a side. You're forced to pick a network that's against another network. And so once you pick a side, now you are against the other side. And you can never agree with them because you just sided against them. So those are your two options. The third option is that we honor what we have in common with each other because we have more in common with each other than we have difference. Mm -hmm. And we are all made in the image of the same God and God's not inferior to, in you than he is in me. Uh, we're 99.5% genetically identical. <laughs> you want to have dreams, you want to be in love, pursue your dreams and your talents. We have so much more in common and I am so encouraged. I, as, as divided as our country is, I am more encouraged now that we're ready to be united because I think the devil has overplayed his hand. Okay. I think people are tired of it. And I think people He's are revealing how ugly yeah. he, is, he is, how deceptive and licentious he is. And we ought to be able to see that the prince of the power, not only of the air, but now too often the airwaves, yes. is playing this discord and pitting us against one another. And the more you know what they can stir up, the more stink they get, the more attention they get, the more controversy, the bigger their audience. So they're actually- Making money. That, that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing at the expense yeah. of the very things that matter to everybody that's in this terrible harangue that's going on. Exactly. And so I believe that when it, when it comes down to me and you, if we can get past all that, that I could look at you and say, hey, can we decide to get along? Because we want to get along. People want, I've been you preaching. You and I don't even have an issue. We don't have to have a discussion because we actually care about one another, care about each other's families, and we care about people. We're going to show people during the course of our program some people that are too often overlooked. Right. Now, there's not a human being. They don't even have to be a Christian. They just have a heart. Right. They just got a life. Right. And you see somebody that needs water. Right. What, what happens when a, when a storm comes? The neighbors come. Right. You know, it's too bad we have to keep having all these crises to get us to behave like right. neighbors. Right. If we just decide to behave like exactly. neighbors, we could probably get rid of a lot exactly. of the crises. <laughs> but when you see that child, the third option is that we agree could we possibly help that child there, Most that definitely. hungry person? Most. So there's where we can start. Right. We really could come to the table of reason right. rapidly if we right. just would. Right. The biggest aha I got right in this book, which I think is going to set a lot of people free here in the next 60 seconds, mm -hmm. there are so many people who cannot separate these two facts, that I could be racially offensive and not be a racist. Because often when someone says you offended me racially, you assume that now that makes you a racist. They may be calling you that, but that's another story. But you can be racially offensive. I can offend you by saying, hey, what kind of accent you have? You're from East Texas, right? That may offend you. I just want to know your accent. But I offended you. And so not I, me. Not, not you, I but got you, Texas, baby. <laughs> I'm Texas. But you got what I'm saying. Right? You get what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and people can be racially offensive because they don't know what not to say or they don't know how to say it. And so when people receive that offense and say, you offended me, we have to be able to, to believe them without getting defensive ourselves and say, no, I, 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 I'm not a racist, so I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't offend you and say, you know what? I want to know how I offended you so I don't do it again. And so well, I can think- Can you be hypersensitive to where you just like you're looking for them to, to rub you wrong? Yes, but that's not, but, but 
Yes, but that's still not my decision to decide whether you are. My decision is to love you and not to decide when and how yeah, I want to love you. Anytime I find out if I hurt somebody or offended them, I want to make it right. Exactly. I can't, I can't go to sleep if I hurt somebody. Is that the truth? That's the truth. Yeah. I, I can't, we, we, we never go to sleep. We went three weeks without sleep and we couldn't get right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm, I'm serious with you. I cannot, if I've offended somebody, I want to get it right. Exactly. And, and you wanting to get it right, because I may have been looking for you to offend me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. As soon as, I, as, soon as you know I Sure. If you have that attitude, I'm like, oh, I made a friend. Yeah. And so your love must overcome any mm-hmm. angst I have. And you must not judge whether I'm being sincere or not. I, I told you I was offended. So if people could get over that, this book is designed to give people tools on how they can honor someone as made in the image of God. Because racism, in just racism in the air, <laughs> you know, and, and our perceptions about what you're thinking and what I'm oh, thinking. that breaks well, my what, heart. What has happened to make us so sensitive that way? You it's, know, it's I, a history of division. It's a history of fighting. It's a history of, of conflict. Because you're almost a, afraid to even speak anymore. Yes. You're going to offend someone. Right. Or you say it the wrong way. <laughs> exactly. And when you hear that over and over again, you see people being offended or people bringing it up. You say, okay, I don't want to get in there. However, love covers a multitude of sin. And so I have in here steps you can take that we can actually exercise very easily. And number one is to rename everybody as your neighbor. And this goes to what you're talking about, the little kid with no water. The Bible says the greatest commandment is to love God with your heart, mind, and soul. And to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the greatest thing I can do is love you as my, as my neighbor as myself. Paul said if you do that, you fulfill all the law and all the law. Act. Yeah. However, if I relabel you as something less than my neighbor, mm. I don't need to love you. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And so if I rename you, and we all know the derogatory names we call people, white people, <laughs> black people, Hispanic people, Middle East, we got all those little names we call them. They all dehumanize those people. Yeah. You think we could ever get a Democrat and Republican to say, hey, neighbor? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Hey, would that be progress? <laughs> that, that hey, would, give me a high five. That, right, baby. that would be... <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I, I don't have the courage to write that book yet because that, that would be impossible. But imagine if every person you saw, this kid that needs water, imagine if you said, that's not a poor black kid in Africa. That's my neighbor. Yeah, yeah. That's my brother. That's it, my that's sister. Yeah. Now you have a different perspective. Yeah. And if you're loving the family, the neighbor like yourself, that's my family. Exactly. That's family. What if it was my kid? Betty often says, just think about this. What if it was your child? She says, my grandchildren that we're looking at. She always takes it. Every time she talks to her, she says, think about it that way. And if you, because if you, when you label someone less than neighbor, you now cannot relate to them as a human being. You just dehumanize them. You can't relate to them as an equal anymore. You see them less than. So they don't deserve the justice you deserve. They don't deserve the, the, the benefits of life that you deserve because they're lower than you. And so it's easy for you to let them be mistreated. But if you say, no, that's my neighbor, now they deserve what you deserve in your mind. Mm-hmm. They always have, but now it's yep. in your mind. And so that's one of the things we can do. Another thing we can do is, is discover the blind spots we have. All of us have blind spots. In other words, there are things that we can't see that we can't see. There's things we don't know we don't know because we all grew up in a certain area and we develop a certain social narrative, a story that defines how we see the world. Every single one of us has our own prescription based on our family and how we see the world. 
The problem is there's six billion prescriptions. <laughs> and my two brothers who lived in the same bedroom as I did, they have a different prescription than me. My brother and I slept in the same bed the night of the exorcist. Remember the whole exorcist? <laughs> we, we slept in the same bed that night because we were scared. <laughs> we have different prescription. And so I have to realize that I can't see life as everyone else does. So there's things I'm blind to, which hence there's things I don't know. So I should be ready and willing to receive information from somebody. And one of the easiest ways to find out what your blind spot is, is to go up to somebody who's of a different ethnicity, a different culture that you know, and say, is there any way I've offended you? Is there anything, or is saying this wrong? And to make it really simple, simple, if, if men went up to the women in their life, at work, at school, and then is anything I do is creepy. You'll get, a, you, you'll get some stuff. They'll say, yeah, you're a creepy dude. <laughs> so, so, but by asking and learning about what others see in you that you can't see, it doesn't make you bad. You're human. But if we would step back and go, I need, if I, if I humble myself, God's going to lift me up. But if I'm prideful, he's going to cast me down. If I just say, Lord, I, I want to know how, how, how can I be more honoring? How can I be more loving and respectful? We would learn so much about. Uh, okay, you're, uh, you're giving me what I'd call the offensive play to put on the offense, the yeah. positive. Let's go yeah. forward. And so do we have a message, though, to the person? that sees these people that don't yet know how to treat you like a neighbor, that they can begin this process of healing too. Because I see a lot of hurt people and I want so much to pull them up close and hold them. Correct, and what people have been through things that, I don't wanna say unspeakable, but decades and lifetimes of hurt and rejection and oppression. So is it hard to believe that you really are caring like you might be trying to uh, imply you I care? Just, it's not, it, it, it's a lot of things. It may be that, but, but more than that, it's you caring for me in five minutes is not gonna take all that away. I, I, I have a lot of stuff to deal with. I so got you. It's re, that's really the biggest. So the, let's the walk biggest. it out together. You gotta walk it out together. And, and if you and I, let's say we develop a relationship and you say to me, hey Miles, you seem defensive. And in the context of our relationship, and you can walk, walk it out with me to understand a little bit what that means, uh, that's what has to happen. We have to build relationships with people. We have to see people for what they are. You know, I remember the first time someone told me they didn't see my color. And, oh, they didn't see, they, they said, I, didn't see your, I don't see your color. And I thought they meant they didn't see red, blue, and green. And I said, that's messed up. And they said, no, 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 I don't see your color. And so what they did was they, had, they erased everything that comes with this color. All the experiences, the pain, and the, and the positive and the negative, and the rejection and the acceptance. They just said, we just don't want to talk about that. We don't see that. That's what it said to me. And so then they might not have meant that. I don't think they meant to hurt me, but they were being racially offensive insensitive to what I am and what I've experienced without necessarily knowing it. Now, they need to know that. So they don't do that again because when you say that, did you tell them? You know, it was thirty years Before ago. I said something. Oh, it's Before in there. The it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, yeah, it's in okay, there. Okay, we've got a lot to cover, <laughs> and I feel like you covered. I really do. I think I think this this man is a gift from God, and his gift is a gift from God to all of us. I think we want the same thing. I, I want to believe that we want what God wants. Yeah. And He wants a family. He's the perfect Father. He wants a family. 
that love one another like Jesus prayed in John 17. Mm -hmm. So I want to agree with you. I want you to lead a prayer that we will see supernatural unity come. Absolutely. To the church and his family. Would you Absolutely. do that? Absolutely. Can we just do yeah. that? You, you lead that prayer. Lord, thank you so much. You said in John 17 that you pray that we would be one. And I know that one starts with the church and then it extends outside the church to bring the, the, the non-believer into your family. But we have to start with us. You said in Matthew 25 that before the throne there's going to be all the nations gathered together and they're not going to be in their mm. own little pockets and corners. They're going to mm. be all together yes. like a bag of Skittles is all mixed up. So I pray, yes. Holy Spirit, that you would start to, 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 to open people's hearts that they would right see now. people who look different but know that they're made in the image of the same God, that you would stir our hearts to love each other, to forgive each other, to be curious about each other, to celebrate each other, to celebrate the unique uniqueness of how you made us. I pray you would move in this country. I see it happening. I know we're ready. So I pray in Jesus name, you would use this book, this message, and all the people around the country who are working for the same thing, praying for the same thing, that you would unite us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Miles, let me just say this to you. I believe that in your heart is the same desire that's in God's heart. Mm -hmm. I believe you want his perfect will and the perfect love and the supernatural unity. I believe that with all my heart. I totally trust that in you. And I believe God will use you to help inspire us all. Let me just say this to you and with the whole world looking in. Anytime you come our way and you've got time and you say, I'm gonna be there and you can come, let's sit down and let's talk about this some more. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's try to see the world learn to treat each other like neighbors, but even beyond that, to be the answer to Jesus' prayer. We want our prayers answered. Wouldn't it be great if we got to see his prayer answered? Exactly, in our exactly. Isn't that what exactly. we want to see is Jesus' prayer answered, that we become supernaturally one as a family. I, I, the book's in the bookstores, and I hope you get it, and I hope above all that we learn to walk the third option which uh, really and truly it ought to be the first option. Bookstores, Amazon as well. It's everywhere. At, at milesandfriends.com. That's right. Absolutely. You know what we do regarding the overlooked and the least of these. Mm -hmm. I want you to watch, but I want, you, I want you to please hear me. You know, a doctor said no to an abortion when my mother had been raped. That doctor became my miracle. That's why I was born. I want you to know you're going to be somebody's miracle today. You may be many people's miracle if you'll just watch and listen to the heart and the mind of God. Watch. Victoria's oldest son was buried yesterday, the loss fresh and weighing heavy, but still hard to believe. The lack of food in Victoria's village has made malnutrition a constant companion, creating a burden too heavy to bear. <laughs> Obviously, I take a long, 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 long,
Victoria and her husband work hard producing charcoal for wages. But when combined with failing crops, their limited resources can't sustain the health of their children. Weakened and malnourished, their immune systems falter and allow minor illnesses to turn deadly. The burden Victoria bears is one expressed by so many mothers in this area of southern Africa. Their lack of resources has created a collective hopelessness. But we know when we join together in response, we can introduce a new hope and health. There's nothing more beautiful, Betty, than to watch a mother holding a little child. I, uh, wherever I watch mothers with children, it touches my heart because it's so beautiful. And we watch the mother there and she's too weak. The child is sick. The losses are great. As a mother and a grandmother, now a great-grandmother, what goes on inside your heart when you look at that precious mother and you see those beautiful little children? As I listen to that sweet mother that loves her babies more than she loves life itself. Her babies are all she has. And she'll go out every day tired and worn out, like she said, but she'll search every day for just a morsel to keep her babies alive. We can make that difference. These babies don't have to die before their time. This mother doesn't have to lose the only thing that she has is her children. Please join with us. Let's get the food to them. It can save their lives and they can be productive. Children grow up, we've seen some of them later on, they grow up and they're safe and they're, they're smart and they've learned and we can just make the difference in it. So please join with us right now. Let's get the food to the babies. You know, we've, uh, this is an incredible statement of gratitude to God and to you, but we have saved lives of now right at 15 million children and their families. That's not an exaggeration. But, but here's, the, here's the thing you need to understand. It, it was one child at a time, three children, five children, 10 children, that somebody said, I'm gonna be the miracle. That's not an overstatement. You become the miracle that gives life for those children and their families. It changes everything. And it's so easy to get them to hear about the love of God that you've just demonstrated, which is why they respond to the gospel. I want to see the whole continent of Africa healed. I want to see amazing grace poured out all over it. And those people learn what it is to live free and fruitful and productive. But it all starts one life at a time. Would you right now dial that phone number that's there as a prayer line for you? Or would you go online and take your bank card? And would you make the gift God puts on your heart? Now listen, listen to what, what it takes. Listen to the miracle. 30, 50, $100. We can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next month. That's not total childcare. 
as nutritious food to get them totally stabilized and healthy. And it absolutely works. So if you will right now, write a check, make it to life, that's what you're giving. Or take your bank card, go online or dial the number and make the gift God puts on your heart. We have some gifts to send you to say thank you. They're gonna be a real blessing to you. But you're being the greatest blessing because you're sharing the greatest gift. You're sharing life. And then the life of Christ will be presented because you have demonstrated the life and love of Christ. You become the miracle. Thank you so much for doing it. Please go get your card. Dial the number and make the gift God leads you to make. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great. And without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. Through Life's Mission Feeding Outreach, you can save lives by feeding and caring for children currently suffering in parts of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need your support to replenish food supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Death-Defying Faith, The Extraordinary Life of Miracle Man Peter Pretorius. This autobiography, completed just days before his unexpected death, chronicles the thrill-seeking adventures of missionary Peter Pretorius. You will love reading how God took this ordinary man and performed extraordinary miracles throughout all of Africa. With your gift of $100 or more, request the beautiful Faith and Hope pen set, two beautifully crafted pens featuring the key words of Hebrews 11.1, 1, a key verse for every believer, especially when facing adversity, trials, and challenges. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I was just thinking how amazing you are. When you see the least of these, you notice them. And somehow I think you realize that I'm not only touching them, I'm touching Jesus. What I do for them, I do to Jesus. I bless him. And somehow that really means a lot to you. I want to thank you. I want us to bless Jesus by being an answer to his prayer that we really be one. I think Miles McPherson is anointed by God to help us see the healing of the tension between races. This stuff's got to go away. I mean, there's, there's enough of it. All the schisms and isms need to go. And you know where they need to go. They need to go to the pit. They need to be gone. And we need to love each other. Do you appreciate Miles McPherson? <laughs> this great book, The Third Option. Let me just, let me say to all of you on watching, listen to me. All of you watching, you say, James, would you mind sending us that book? If we just help these kids like you ask us to, would you send us, you ask for it, and we'll send it to you. Join us in saying thanks to my God bless you. And you come back anytime you can. Thank all of you for being here. Thank you for watching life today. Thanks for sharing life today.
You know, he's not going to call you to medicine and you, you know, faint at the sight of blood. He's going to give you a gift. Choosing the Extraordinary Life with Dr. Robert Jeffress next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.